0: a plan. You've got a plan. I have
1: part of
0: a plan. It's your weekly dose of all things geeky. Class is paying 101.
1: to instructor Casey Jones.
0: Movies, comic books, movies based on comic books.
1: Excelsior!
0: Video games, toys, TV shows. Swamp Professional wrestling. It's still real to me, damn it. All the things you got made fun of for in high school
1: you think this just because guy reads comics
0: he can't shit. so grab your action figures bag and board your comics and roll for initiative it's time to talk nerdy to me and this is the point in the show where now I turn that down so that in about 30 seconds we don't have an embarrassing uh replay of last week that was my you know, I thought about sending you the just
1: taking away half your material.
0: It is, yeah. Like um, the we, we will eventually have an updated, um, an updated intro because there's one that's out there somewhere. I don't know, maybe or it's coming. Whatever. Um, big news off the top, everyone. Big. Show. Your test results came back. They they did. I have the test results in my hands right now, and it shows that I am a DC Defender until I die. What? Yeah. Right. I got I, I, you, you. You can't. Fair enough. You can't fight the. Uh, you can't fight the test results. Uh, won't, we won't make anybody our, our big market tease on our Facebook page earlier was we're going to officially announce which XFL team we are going to back. For the 2020 season and beyond. And we have to say to the Roughnecks, suck it. Your social media sucks and you don't appreciate your fans. DC Defenders, you guys are awesome. We like you. It's true. It's a fact. And uh, I know you're probably wondering, uh, why didn't you pick one of the other teams? Why, um, you know, why, what makes the Defenders so special? Well, sit down. I'm going to tell you. Uh, Because... I'm gonna pull up the team page, and I'm just gonna tell you why this team is so good. Let's see here. We're gonna we're gonna screw the Dallas Renegades. They suck butt. Um, Washington D.C. Defenders. All right. First of all, the D.C. Defenders have a great head coach, Pep Hamilton. I'm just saying. More than 10 years of uh, coaching experience across five NFL teams. Uh, the Browns, sorry about that. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts, Chicago Bears, San Francisco 49ers, and the New York Jets. Uh, he's a great coach. Got, uh, you know, he's, he's got the, the mind to win it. And I know you're like, okay, well, he's a coach. Like, what else? Uh, how about Eric A. Moses as the team president? Uh, he's great. He's great. Uh, you know he's he's super pumped. Uh, he has represented uh, the town sports and entertainment industry for over ten years. So they got time into this, man. They are, in, they are entwined in the Washington D.C. culture, and they represent the people. You can get your season tickets now and DC Defenders merchandise from the greatest XFL team that there will be. I guarantee this. I'm calling it right now. This is 090419. I am calling it. The Defenders are your XFL 2020 champs. I'm just going to call it now. I'm calling it. I'm calling it. Like, that's, that's what it is, is they will be your inaugural XFL 2020 champs. Their social media game is on fire. They're awesome. We are fans. They are the official XFL team of Talk Nerdy to me, and we could not be prouder of them and happier. <laughs> so uh, bless you. See, come on. I thought I covered. I, I thought sorry. Uh, so roughnecks, you suck butt. we picked the team. Not one.
1: Can anybody hear me? Yeah,
0: true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 I got you.
1: Uh, okay. Yeah, no, we've... So I'm just glad we, uh, we picked the team that uh, definitely doesn't borrow anything from a certain Warner
0: Brothers product. Uh, not at all. No, not at all. And uh, they are yep. their own team, and uh, we, we love them for it. So, uh, Defenders, just keep on defending. Um,
1: I don't know anything about anything, but uh, they are, from what I'm told. DC's greatest heroes,
0: right? Uh, I just want, mm-hmm. I just, uh, mm-hmm. if, if, if everybody listening right now, will will bow their heads so that we can give the DC defenders oath right now. I want everybody listening right now, unless you're driving your car, that's dangerous. But if you're at home, <laughs> if you're in a quiet place, just bow your heads, close your eyes. As we recite on the shoulders of giants, they stand tall. Unconquerable, unyielding, marching ever forward, a force united, one quest, one purpose, one resolve. Seeking glory through grit, victory through valor, the DC Defenders taking their stand. <laughs> DC Defenders, we are here for you. We love you. You are our team. Make us proud. When does this season kick off? February. I believe it's February the 8th, 2020 right. uh, season tickets. Do we got time to get our mer- Yeah. Yeah. You got merchandise is actually on sale right now. Uh, you can go to XFL.com and the only page that matters is the official Washington, D.C. defenders page. You can read all about your soon to be XFL champions. You can reserve your season tickets now. You can just look at pictures of their coach and their president who are both handsome gentlemen. But, yeah, they are our team. So Officially official. Yeah, it is 1,000% official. DC Defenders, you're our team now that that's out of the way. And we have got our allegiances on record. We've got something coming up next week. I don't know if you guys know this or not. We're going to be oh. live Historic downtown Lexington, KY. At the and for once, he's, he's actually correct. We will be in downtown Lexington, right? Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, historical downtown Kentucky Convention Center for the Scarefest Horror and Paranormal Convention. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you can find cast members and just members of... Talk nerdy to me. Uh, we will be uh, hanging out. We'll be doing a, uh, a live broadcast. At we'll be recording a show there at some point. We're going to be, um, you know, posting some videos as long as we're not yelled at by security. Um, I'll handle it <laughs> like before. Uh, it'll be great. Uh, you never know what's going to happen. Last time we got accosted by security. I wish we would have got that on the live. Uh, like put that that confrontation on live, but uh, part of it is, yeah, some of it is. And it's, it's hilarious. Uh, but we'll be there. Guests include Bruce Campbell, Kane Hodder. Um, I was, Lori, get, Patty. Lori Tank Petty, girl herself. Yeah. Tank girl. I always call her Lisa Petty. And that's wrong. Lori Petty. So, <laughs> Dude, who be Patty be, is,
1: uh, who I assume is related to you. you. Yeah, uh, he is. He spells, um, he spells um, it wrong.
0: It. I have to remind him every time, but, uh, of course, Tom Matthews.
1: Okay. No, Tom Tom R- Tom. R- no, no, no. Tom Matthews, aka yeah. uh uh Tommy
0: Jarvis. Tommy Jarvis. So yeah, he's gonna be there. Uh they Yes, the, the, the Mountain will be there. <laughs> yeah. Uh they announced uh they just announced uh Ryan Hurst, uh Opie yeah! uh from Sons of Anarchy and uh he's he was in Bates Motel. I don't know if you've gotten there yet, Coran, but he shows up in Bates Motel. Um Not yet. I just uh the sheriff uh his house has been burnt down
1: oh, and yeah. the older the older brother is staying with the drug dealer's sister right now. Oh yeah, you got so so like, to wait till you yeah. I'm, uh, the episodes into season two,
0: I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he shows up. Ryan Hurst shows up from uh, in Bates Motel. He plays a character named Chick. Uh, he's super like you're, you're. Just wait. He's a character. Um, you might remember him also from Remember the Titans, uh, where he looks totally different as Gary Bertier, <laughs> all American quarterback. Uh, so Ryan Hurst. Keith Orange. Yeah. William. Majors, Lee Majors, uh,
1: nice. our good friend John here. Yes,
0: yes. Which uh, it's almost He's time. To, your friend of the show. It's almost time to fire up that intro again. I can't wait for that. We are yeah. dangerously close to October.
1: Felissa Rose from Flea Boy Camp, or yeah. if you're listening to us and watching Joe Bob on Shudder, you'll recognize her as Shudder's or Joe Bob's resident mangled penis expert.
0: Yeah. Uh, With good reason. If you've seen uh, uh, Sleepaway Camp, you know why. (laughs) Dee Snyder forgot he was Big Foley. Yeah. Former former Raw commissioner, general manager, whatever. Yeah, oh, and us, the biggest stars of all, us. Uh, You know, we'll be out there supporting the D.C. Defenders all weekend. Yeah, um, just being awesome. Uh, the Western
1: Kentucky Ghostbusters will be there, raising money for charity, doing our ghost hunt game. Yeah, uh, lots of cool stuff you can win doing that. Uh, cosplay for a Cos Network. I'm just chilling for all the groups I'm in now. That's uh, cool. We'll be there, uh, getting ready for next year's Cos Super Run or whatever on there. But that's a really fun group uh, with a really cool, cool photo backdrop that everyone should have to come take advantage of. I know we
0: will be. Ooh.
1: Uh, no. But yeah, just a great thing. Yes? Oh no, uh Flanagan said ooh, and I started to say Navy Seals, no. but then I realized okay. the ban is still in effect, yes. so... The ban has no.
0: been dropped on. I
1: that. want you to know, I have going uh, eBay alerts for when a Navy Seals poster goes <laughs> up. <laughs> Some uh, year, shoot. you're going to get that from me for Christmas, and then the joke is over, sir.
0: Yeah. It's over or the ban is over? The, sorry, the ban is over. Yeah. Right. Once, you get a, once you get a 27 by uh, 40 poster, like an authentic theatrical poster, I'm, then the ban I'm is trying. over. I'm trying. Yeah. Then it's I'm over. I'm
1: not going to lie. I kind of want one myself. And I know we've talked about this before. Uh, you, you both know what actual theatrical 27 by 40 movie poster I have, like, hanging in my bedroom, right? Yeah.
0: I've seen it. Um, the mirror? Oh, ha! you your...
1: It's uh, yeah. I, I legit have a framed, not just like pinned to the wall, but a framed Blade Two movie poster. Well, because it's the greatest movie of all time.
0: Well, you're a gut dang adult. celebrities, you don't you don't need a poster pinned to the wall anymore? You're in your thirties. Thank goodness it's framed. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's like in college, Remember, producer to the stars, remember. Matt Hubs had a, just a, uh, like a box spring and a mattress on the floor, didn't have a bed frame or anything. And it was like, dude, get a bed frame. Didn't he live in the, or
1: is it that when you moved
0: out? No, like I, when I, when we lived together, he only had the, uh, the box spring and the mattress on the floor. And, uh, and I, I, it, would,
1: I was just, actually have that but it's it's like like I have a legitimate like back issue, so it's actually better for me so
0: I'll let it pass because of a medical condition, but just know that I'm still judging you a little bit just a little bit just a smidge
1: I want I want to ditch the box spring and I want to do the whole like uh I want to get the bed frame that has the drawers in the bottom
0: oh yeah, yeah. those are cool.
1: So apart from celebrities, yeah. um, I thought we should take a minute. And what's everyone excited about for Scarefest this year? Other than like, I'm super pumped to meet Bruce Campbell. And, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So, well, at least one other celebrity. But what else are you guys excited for? I'll go first. So I think... Okay. That... Well, well, you said uh, I'm going to go first. So, so I said I, I will go first if I need to pad for time. Sorry. Oh, no, sorry. no, 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 no. no. We'll uh, that part... I just heard I'm going to go first. So. Yeah. internet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no. Okay. As always, uh, and this year maybe more so than ever because this this past year uh, something has awakened in
0: me. Uh, oh.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh no! You're becoming
0: uh, a woman. Oh no!
1: <laughs> just like the uh, principal from uh, from uh, community,
0: something has awakened in me. Oh God! Um, Stay tuned for. Obi i just discovered- go musical. <laughs> that bad uh have yeah. discovered
1: obscure horror movies um the more obscure the better uh and i've always enjoyed this booth but now this year i am like jonesing for it uh and that is uh I, I think there's a couple of them i'm looking through the uh the vendor list this year there's at least one um but you know who i'm talking about the bootleg guy yeah you want your copy of
0: clown house no, yeah. no, I don't.
1: I'm going to burn all of them. No! Uh, that movie just needs to die. And Come the guy on, who made man. it also needs to die. Well, that uh, I know, okay. No. <laughs> he gives the Jeepers Creepers to someone who can actually do something good with it. That, that franchise has been dead for a while. Let's be honest. Uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm, look, I love it. It's you know, There's so many movies out there. Never will make the legitimate leap to like digital media just because, you know, the company who made it went out of business 30 years ago or the rights are lost to time or whatever. I'm talking about stuff like, um, Telecoms to Frogtown. Yes. Uh, the movie with Rowdy Roddy Piper fights mutated frog people in a post apocalyptic wasteland, uh, because he still has strong seed. He
0: does. He has to wear that chestnut belt.
1: I'm not, I'm not making any of that plot up.
0: Like a fucking uh, metal diaper? Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> Those it's so are bo- weird. <laughs>
1: You're never going to find uh, on Netflix or in a red um They've never, as far as I'm aware, legitimately uh, been ported over to any kind of modern media. So I love the, bo- the phone. Guy. Okay. There is now a... <laughs> Blu-ray DVD combo special edition. Hell comes to Frog Town. Was is it one? our region, or is it one of those only in Europe ones? It's, it appears to be region one. There's oh, nothing on. Days. Plus bucket. Nice. It's
0: I twenty-two
1: dollars, which is more than I would pay for Hell Comes to Frog oh, Town.
0: Man, oh. man if $5. you want five on
1: IMDb.
0: Way back might in the be day, my
1: most
0: Way back in the day uh when Netflix was a DVD by mail company, uh I rented the non special edition, now super out of print and hard to find, Hell Comes to Frogtown DVD. Because at that time, I believe the statute of limitations is out. I would I would get a disc and just burn a copy of it and send it right back to just keep the flow coming. Yeah. Uh, so I've got a burned copy of Hell Comes to Frogtown. If you can't find it, I will burn you a copy of my copy. No, I've,
1: I've got one already. Okay. I'm just using that as an example. Okay, okay. Like, those gotcha. are the I things gotcha. you find at the bootleg booth. Yeah, like
0: that and Clownhouse. Yeah, you
1: know, I'm not talking about shit like...
0: Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, your Star Wars Holiday Special, complete with vintage 1978 commercials. Yeah,
0: those are the best.
1: Those are the things you look for from the bootleg guy. It's not about you know, I want the movie like shit like that. Like no, that's you can find that you know go to Amazon right now. You can find that. Like the bootleg guy has stuff you're only gonna find heard of before, Uh, and then I always love them because it's always like you know they've got they've gotten really good at printing the. You know, you've got that nice, like, movie cover wrapper on a uh, box art. It looks really nice. And you open it up, and it's just like, yeah, it's just like a burned DVD. Yeah, it's just like a like,
0: DVD-R. <laughs> <in there. laughs> with Sharpie
1: written on yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, like, hastily scribbled with whatever the movie title is.
1: Yeah. The War best of the he's like, if I don't got something out, let me know. I'll bring you a copy. And literally, he burned a copy right there at his booth. <laughs> that's awesome.
0: Like, yeah. super illegal, but so awesome that it, there's that outlet for that. Yeah. <laughs> just had
1: him on. I a, had, a, had a laptop with him with a disk drive and a hard drive. I was like,
0: "Oh yeah, hold on, let me, let me bring your copy. Gosh, that guy's getting it done. It Was a uh, when
1: Gear for engineer Paul Francis, bought it was like a it was a Power Ranger set. One of the I'm not really sure which one it was. This was in the early early days of. After one of the first years of LexCon. But he bought it and he tried to play it on. No, oh, it was Scarefest because it's when we were living together. And he tried to play it on his DVD player and the only way it would work is if he watched it on his computer and sound only came out of one speaker.
0: Hey, yep, that's that's what you get when you get a bootleg. That's how it happens. That's why you... You on Friday
1: and then you test them out and then if they don't work, you come back on Saturday and say, hey, this didn't work. Because mm-hmm. usually, if you bring it back and it doesn't work, they'll either burn you a new copy or give you
0: yeah, you can, you can exchange it for a copy of Disney's Song of the South instead.
1: Something else you're, you're only going to find at the bootleg booth. Yeah. You know, Those bootleg booths were the only way to get the uh, producer's cut of Halloween 6. Yeah, for until a while, yeah. Until the big box set that came out. So I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll go next. And I'm really hoping these guys are back this year. Uh, Flanagan and I went and actually spoke with them for a little bit last year. I highly recommend watching their film uh, Dude Bro Party Massacre Yes, 3.
0: yes, yes. I picked
1: up two of their movies, Pool Party Massacre and The Barn. I can't remember the name of the production company, but they were so awesome. They were so nice. They were fan there and talk with us and I actually believe wasn't like a couple that even had like their baby with them
0: yeah they had their baby and what we'll do this year is if they are there we will actually uh, to make up for the fact that we don't remember their production company name we will post a photo with them and tag them and everything Uh, we'll give them the full plug
1: I believe it's five second films
0: there you go sounds right and uh, yeah we'll give them a (laughs) shout out we'll wash them up right we'll give them a plug
1: And Flanagan inadvertently even took my movies home for a while.
0: For, like, almost a year. For, like, eight months, I did. And I forgot about it and didn't even open them and watch them. Uh, So I just returned them back to you still shrink-wrapped. That you did. Like a dumb shit. I was trying to be a good... I actually
1: watched them
0: both. I was trying to be a good friend and not open your stuff after I realized, oh, yeah, shit, I still have those. And then I brought them once and forgot. And so, like, I brought them to Lexington, forgot and didn't give them to you, and brought them back, uh, back home with me, and then I was like, oh yeah, I was supposed to give those back to you. Still shrink-wrapped. Eight months later, (laughs) they found their way home. It's, you know, it's whatever. It's whatever. Uh, You know what I'm really
1: looking forward to? They're back this year, and if they're not... I didn't mean
0: to cut you off. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. They're awesome. I like them.
1: I was just going to say, they're They're great, they're awesome, but if they're not there, uh, my number one thing, as it is for a lot of conventions, is just people watching.
0: Yeah, and Scarefest (laughs) is a good one for people watching. It's it's like grounds, it's better than your local mall, is all I'm going to say. Oh, God, yeah. It is much better than your local mall and or Walmart at 3.30 in the morning. Which is when the real Walmart shoppers come out. scar your brain. But, uh, I've got two that I'm looking forward to two things. Go for it. Not, n- it's not what you would think because I know what you're thinking. I'm going to say, but it's not what I'm going to say because I'm not, I'm not going to say, man, I can't wait to see all the pop vinyl vendors <laughs> because normally that's like my go-to is like, Oh yeah, fucking pop vinyls. Hell yeah. Like I, w- I want in. Uh, because I've been very disappointed. Uh, I had, I had a bad experience at Scarefest last year with pop vinyls, uh, with that one son of a bitch. Oh, that bad guy, Jason. Yeah. Which by the way, I got one to rub it in that, that asshole's face because I'm sorry. If you have something on your table, that's face out towards the customer mixed in with your other merchandise and someone asks you, Hey, how much is that? Because it doesn't have a price tag on it. Like half the shit on your table, uh, you don't get you don't get to mockingly laugh at them and grin your jack o' lantern half toothed smile and say, "Oh, that ain't for sale. I just got that." Like a fucking hillbilly, you don't get to do that. No, you don't. no. so to shove it up that guy's ass, I bought one. I have it. So I don't need his, his dirty, filthy, baghead Jason anymore. And I'm soured on Pop Vinyl Vendors. He put a black mark on Pop Vinyl Vendors just in general to me. So screw that guy. But I'm looking forward to two things. Number one, those naked chick body painters. <laughs> that's, my, that's my joke answer. Not really. I'm just, I'm just kidding. It's um, uh, a death- not a joke at all. Yeah, no, that's not really a joke, but I'm saying it's a joke in case uh, people I know uh, that judge me listen oh, okay. um, yeah, yeah, total joke, not really wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Not interested in the the, the naked the naked trick body painting, wink, wink nudge, nudge. Not interested at all. Um, but and there's several different people that do this, but one of the things that I really love to go and see is all of the horror themed art. Because horror sometimes gets overlooked with um, art at conventions. It's usually, you know, superheroes or, you know, pop culture TV shows or comedy stuff or action movies and whatever. Uh, Horror gets passed over a lot. And this is just like the specialty. If you want to see, you know, Jason fighting the Loch Ness Monster, there's probably somebody who's drawn that and it's going to be for sale for eight bucks on a, you know, 11 by 14 and it's going to look really badass if you want to see you know uh dracula fighting uh friggin mikey from life serial probably somebody has drawn that and it's in there uh for eight bucks on an 11 by 14 it's fantastic and the best part about it is most of the time it's like that's You're helping an independent artist and nine times out of 10, their stuff is really, really good and really impressive. And you'll probably find something you didn't even know that you wanted just by walking and paying attention through the artist area. So I love the horror art. I always find at least one or two things that I just, I can't leave at the convention. I have to take with me. And, uh, because I'm a sucker for horror stuff, you know, if it's got Jason Voorhees on it, I'm probably going to buy it. Um, You'll see a lot of like sci-fi wrapped in it too. Like if somebody has, I'm just going to go ahead and throw this out there again to throw this out. Uh, if somebody has a Ghostbusters Friday the Thirteenth crossover at some point, I'm I like, if I see one, I probably won't be able to leave it at the convention. I'm going to have to buy it. So make um, that happen for you. As long as it's not astronomically priced and it doesn't look like doo doo, I'm probably going to buy it. Those are just my only two criteria. I, it's very, I'm very easy to please. So um, you know, there's there's a lot. Uh, that I just uh, like art wise and art often gets overlooked at these conventions. Like everybody wants to go see celebrities or, you know, buy uh, like the, that hockey mask or, or whatever. And art is one of those things that uh, kind of gets overlooked. And uh, I feel like that's a shame because there's a lot of really talented art folk uh, that, that have tables set up and uh, you know, their art and their hard work should be appreciated
1: uh i'm gonna piggyback off you real quick and give a shameless plug to friend of the show who i think flanagan i introduced her to you last year uh her name's christina she her
0: artist name is pizza face oh yes. yeah uh, yeah she was super yeah. rude to me i hate her i'm kidding i don't i know I'm, I'm i'm totally give cool. me that
1: awesome creature and i love her she's really yeah. awesome um and she's really into pro wrestling, and her and her husband are both into wrestling. So bonus points for both of them, and they're Hell both yeah. really cool. So if you end up at Scarefest, go see Pizza Face. Tell her we sent you, and uh, she'll
0: charge you twice. Yeah. Or charge you double or something. Yeah, she'll give you the friends and family rate, which is $5 more. <laughs> Oh, it's sorry. Talk nerdy to me right now is on Twitter, liking all the DC defenders tweets. <laughs> they just, they just posted um, a video from their coach that just got a like from the talk nerdy to me page. The other thing I'm excited for, um, new cost. Yes. yes. That is
1: potentially the most scare, fest. scare, pest. scare, fest. appropriate. There we go. Words are hard. Costume I've ever done. Yeah. Um, I'm a little nervous, but um, it's going to be fun. No, no, you're going to um, be good. Uh, and I'll officially announce it. Uh, I will be part six, Jason Voorhees, Woo! debuting at the Scarefest. On Friday
0: the thirteenth. That's so awesome! And you've even got and like the convention where uh... I can
1: go meet Tommy Jarvis,
0: right? Like you've got the big like the uh yeah. like the gate staff and everything that brings him back to like that shit's awesome. That
1: is, I am literally that is the only piece of the costume I do not have yet, and it is being shipped to me. It's supposed That's... to be. I found an actual like God's honest cast iron fence top that well, yeah. look set up like the one from the movie to the point that like I'm a little afraid to bring it to a con. That's everything awesome. else i have like calm safe averse um that one i don't so and then uh got some help uh shout out to, to John Colin Griden for helping me out with my uh my hawk
0: oh we That's call the, him uh, uh he's his official name on the show is uh uh Pants <laughs> We call him Pants Yeah Pants Peer
1: Yeah <laughs> John Colin Pant who helped me out with my hawk which is the yeah, the cool word that all the Jason cosplayers use for their hockey masks. Oh know, so you know. yeah, yeah. Uh, I just I, the only thing that is is not like 100 ready is my hood. I've got a cheap Halloween mask I'm using for a hood that needs to be repainted. And fingers crossed, we can get that done in the roughly two weeks left to go.
0: The only thing that makes me but sad. Yeah,
1: um, so.
0: The only, thing that, no, the only thing that makes me real sad is that you won't get to ever meet uh, Horshack, the guy that played Horshack, dressed as that Jason, <laughs> because then you could really you could punch his heart out. But he died in 2012, so you can't meet him now.
1: <laughs> well, as soon as I get that time machine, we'll go. Yeah, we will. Um, and I, I spent all afternoon today putting bullet holes in my,
0: my brand new shirt. Today. I saw your Snapchats. They were fantastic. I loved it. <laughs> with blood? Yeah. It was great. Do need to uh, uh, clear real quick,
1: Uh, because I just listened to this episode recently. Uh, His name on the show is actually P-Pants Gritten.
0: Yes, P-Pants Gritten. There you go. There it is, P-Pants Gritten. Shout out, even though he never listens to the show. I don't really know if he does or not. But I guess no. Whenever I'm in doubt, I always just assume that people don't listen to the show, which is probably not the way to go. I should assume that everybody does. But I just assume that he doesn't. I don't know. Maybe that says more about me than about other people, but whatever. Yeah, so Scarefest. I'm excited. Yeah, Scarefest. I'm excited for ScareFest. We're excited to rep ScareFest and be there and hang out and have a good time. If you, if you see a uh, Talk Nerdy to Me cast member come out, say hi. Well, you, you might get a sticker. You might get a coaster. You might be qualified to win a, uh, a loot crate prize pack that we have valued at over $30. We got a great prize. We, we got some great prizes to give away. It's going to be great. I love it. We got some awesome prizes. We're the gift that keeps on giving. It's true. I like turkeys. Yeah, we never go away. Like glitter. Once we're in your house, we never leave. We get. Never mind. I was. It's, it's going to sound too weird. I'm going, to keep going. I'm just going to stop. Um, speaking well, of, well, we're on the, while we're on the
1: subject of things that sound too weird, don't God, you? that was going to be my
0: transition.
1: red your mind. It's time. What again? You
0: know what time it is. It's time time (laughs) for some jail mail, baby. Woo! In my hot little hands, I have jail mail. If you're unfamiliar with jail mail, here's what happens. Every week, we tell everybody, hey, send us an email at iheartstamos at gmail.com. And, you know, we get emails from people all across the world. We've we've gotten emails from people in uh, – we actually, like legitimately, we've got emails from people in Maine, in uh, Wyoming is one of them that we got. Uh, we got one from somebody in Germany. I don't know how they – they wrote really well in English, so I mean I'm proud of them. Uh, but one of the things that we also get that often uh, – that, that I feel like is – is for whatever reason more prominent in our podcast than others, unless other podcasts just don't talk about it, is we get emails from correctional institutes, inmates more specifically at real correctional institutes across this great country. And we've had people from, uh, what Indiana and wasn't there one from New York? Like, we've had them from all over. And now, we've got one. Uh, what we do is we basically, we, we, uh, we read the email out that we get from the inmates. Sometimes they're really funny. Sometimes they're really, really weird. Um, I've got one in the uh, iHeartStamos at gmail.com inbox right now that I'm saving specifically for our live show uh, that we will talk about here in a few minutes because it's too insane. It's too crazy. It's too out there for the podcast. And if you've heard other episodes of Jail Mail, other in- installments of Jail Mail, you will understand how how big of a deal that is, that, that the next one that we're going to have at the uh, our next live show is too wild and too out there for the actual show. So... With that being said, we're not going to read that one tonight, but I do have one. and hold on, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, hold on, okay. What's up, Apple? There you go, yeah, you gotta get apple in there, you gotta um, this one, we've got another one from a major a major market. Uh, we have a listener in a major market. we have a uh, I, I, I'm not going to say that he's a captive audience, but um <laughs> right. Um, I get it. I get jokes. See, that's uh, yeah. See, picking up what I'm putting, you smelling what I'm stepping in right there. That's a uh, big, market, yeah, big market humor at a small market price. So coming to us all the way from Chicago, Illinois, from the cook County department of corrections, uh, which by the way, if you, uh, if you Google it, uh, it only has a 2.9 out of 5 on Google ratings. So people are not, people are not big fans. And here's, here's the, the, the fun part about these when we get them. Uh, the, the top part of it always says, you know, the, uh, the following communication was it's sent to you from an inmate at the, in this case, Cook County Correctional Facility, uh, blah, blah, blah. There's also says something about liability, blah, blah, blah. They, they have the big, like, disclaimer up top. And then it says, you know, the message is as follows. So this comes from and in order to protect this person's identity, uh, I don't want to uh, give away too much information It provides like inmate number and uh, you know first and last name and, and stuff like that. I'm not going to give out all of that because uh, you know I, even though it was sent to us I don't feel I don't feel okay with that so I'm not going to do that so we're only going to go by first name and this inmate uh, in again the Cook County a uh, correctional facility. Uh, Gary is all I'm going to identify him as. Uh, we're, a jury is out on uh, if he is Gary from Pokemon or not. Gary Oak. I, I don't know. I don't think so, but uh, dear fuckers, I will catch them all. I guess he is. Um,
1: that's not really <laughs> what it
0: says. I'm just kidding. Uh, all right, here we go. Jail mail from Gary, Chicago, Illinois. Gary writes, Hey, guys, I listen to your show every week whenever I get the chance. Sometimes the guards are mean and don't let me listen. I admit that sometimes I act out and don't deserve to have Internet time, but I still think they are mean. Thanks. Yeah, you know. I feel as though if you get in trouble at jail... Your punishment should be you have to listen to the show, not you don't get to listen to (laughs) the show. I feel like they've got it reversed. I don't know. Yeah, they're
1: stopping you from listening to us. They're really just trying to protect you.
0: Yeah, yeah, they are. So maybe you should uh, listen. Um, He continues. Gary continues. I have heard other inmates write to you, and I knew that I had to write to you, too. Uh, I don't know how to write to the band U2, but I don't... um Bono, I'm sure, will uh, answer your emails. Uh, I don't have any funny stories about Koran or any inmates that love him. but I Finally. Oh, I know, right? But I do encourage all of my friends in here to listen to the show each week. I have slowed down in recommending the show, though, because last time I did... The hold on. There's a spelling. there. The guy I recommended it to had me shanked. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I guess I guess, you know, you don't 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 do that. Don't don't recommend our show in jail, man. Um, yeah, uh, we don't trade pictures of anybody or tell funny podcast stories like I have heard other inmates tell you. But the people that I have converted to listeners all really enjoy the show. In closing, I also wanted to write a story like one of the other inmates who wrote to you. But I am just not that creative. So I will continue to work on it. And if I think of a good story, I will send it to you. I know you have teased in your live show coming up at some point, and then in parentheses it says, I don't remember when, and close, close parentheses. Uh, you will tell a jail mail that is too bad for air. I guess too bad to air. Um, since I cannot go to your live show, can you send it to me? Anyway, I look forward to hearing from you, Gary. So, uh first of all, that would be October
1: <laughs> at, uh, look at Imaginarium that, that, look
0: that you can that. hear. Enter the com.
1: <laughs> Too hot for TV. <laughs> Coughing so hard from <laughs> laughing because <laughs> that was so good. We need to find that uh, the Girls Gone Wild still a drum music. Oh, oh,
0: hold on. Hold on. Time out. <laughs> of course. Give me like give me like 15 seconds and I will uh, – because we had it at one uh, point. And
1: beautiful uh, Kentucky. Get your tickets at entertheimaginarium.com. Yeah. Yeah. You can join us in throwing tomatoes at uh pants Gritten <laughs> as he's giving his panel about yep. uh, screen accuracy and cosplay. You can hear me talk about how to do cosplay for worthy uh, causes. You can hear uh, Captain Planet tell Woo! you how to uh-
0: there it is. Yeah. There's there's the jam. These stories are too hot for podcast. <laughs> <laughs> See it uncensored. <laughs> Beautiful, single is Yeah. Oh, you know, what I'm going to have to do is at the beginning of my uh, seminar, we'll I'm going our- to have to call my dad and ask him how disappointed he would be if I uh, gave that seminar. <laughs> because that's what happens on Girls Gone Wild. Uh, is They they like, they like they call their dad and say, would you be disappointed if I showed my tits? So I'm going to be like, hey, Dad, would you be disappointed if I told other people how to make a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> that's how it works. Hold on a music clip, though. Oh, you act like I don't have it saved. Like I, I'm <laughs> I'm two seconds away from that. Is now that our intro music for the? Show. Oh God, yes! <laughs> it's almost my ringtone. I want you to know, but I, I haven't done that yet. I'm not. I'm not that bold yet. But maybe one day. Um, yeah. Uh, I also want to note it. I know it did flow really well into a uh, into a promo. Shameless plug. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But uh, that was a completely and totally legitimate jail mail uh, from the cook county department of corrections Well, thank
1: you chicago, thank illinois. you gary uh, yeah. that was awesome Is that cook county illinois
0: yeah chicago illinois cook county
1: no shit uh, ask him if he knows
0: oh god like
1: uh, i'd say jake but jake, jake left us so uh yeah, yeah he knows elwood
0: yeah that's true yeah um he might. I-, I thought you were going to like legitimately come back with like ask him if he knows Frank because like that guy owes me 10 bucks and he's in the Chicago jail. I'd be like Jesus. ask him if he knows
1: Bubba. He owes me 10 yeah, bucks. Holy shit. Uh, no guys, I, I to uh... the hard way.
0: Yeah. <sighs> <Ugh>. <sighs> Um, so yeah, if you are an inmate yes. or you are friends with an inmate and, uh, you want their letter to be featured in jail mail, have them send an email to iHeartStamos at gmail.com. Or if you just want to make up a funny story about one of the cast members of talking nerdy to me, send it to at at gmail.com.
1: It's a funny and I have an idea. Yeah.
0: Go ahead. What's up?
1: Uh, my idea. Yeah. So this guy wants the, the jail mail. Yeah that is too hot for air to yep. be sent to him.
0: Yep. Oh, wait, hold on. Are we ready for your idea? All right, ready, and hit me with it.
1: The idea is that we send it to him and actually mail it to him. I, I will buy a stamp and an envelope wow. or whatever we have to do. okay. And we autograph. Oh! The way Gary, the official... Jail mail sent to him from Talk Nerdy to me.
0: Okay, I'm in. I'm in. I'm I, in. Yeah. I'm down.
1: yeah, I'll uh. What if I'll you do? can, if you you can print it off and bring it week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. What I'll do is I will I will print this jail mail off, and uh, it, which will be awful if like something happens and uh, like they discover like my empty car somewhere with just that jail mail in it. It's going to be like really really incriminating, but. I will print it off, and we will all autograph it, and then uh, I will mail it. Um, I will mail it from not my home city, but another city so that uh, it doesn't Use the out. radio station. Use yeah, to, that's for true. Show. Uh, so, yeah, I will, I will actually mail it to him, um, and uh, he will get some jail mail from us. That's a great idea. As surprised as you are. That's a great idea. I love it. Oh, I love it. Such good shit. It's brilliant. (laughs) Fucking, hey. No, my gosh. So, just real one quick, one really quick wrestling note, by the way, before we get on to, uh, before we, Uh. before we keep it moving here. Uh, so, yeah, no, no, this will be like really, really, really quick. So, uh, Grillin' JR is like one of my new favorite podcasts because Jim Ross just like is not afraid to talk shit about anybody and everybody. And, um, so the last episode that they did was on CM Punk's WWE run. So I'm ha- I'm like I'm almost all the way through it. I'm up to uh, the point where it was uh, the summer of shit, where it was CM Punk and Kevin Nash going at it, just a train wreck. But the ba- the the best thing to come out of it so far is uh, somebody backstage, and I'll give you I'll give you each one guess on who it is. Uh, tried to torpedo. CM Punk as a main roster player wanted to keep him on OVW basically forever because uh, he said that he had a – based on his body shape and uh, specifically pointing out his – I believe the direct quote was uh, his soft ass. Like no
1: joke. I saw. I saw the clip of this uh, yesterday. I, I heard part of an interview mentioning this yeah. yesterday.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, they they said CM Punk would never make it because he has a soft-looking ass. And I just I don't know how to feel about that. It's. it's it.
1: Goes it because it was. Before I talk about it.
0: Yeah! No! 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 Go! 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 Go for it!
1: That kind of ties into the whole, like, when they had their argument or when they were doing that on-air promo when he says he's going to kick Punk's skinny, fat ass. Yeah, yeah. One of those things that just kind of, like, made no sense verbally at the time. And, like, the more that comes out about it, the more it just sounds like Triple H had this weird obsession with CM Punk's body shape?
0: Yeah, like, he had a weird hard-on to uh, make fun of CM Punk's body, which makes no sense at all. Uh, it was so strange. Like, to hear that, because, like, he says it, and he's like, somewhat, like, somebody came up and told me that he would never make it because he has a soft, his ass looks too soft. And, like, there's, like, this, there's pause, and, like, Jim Ross starts to go on, and there's this pause, car and it's like, hold the fucking phone. Like, we're not, you're not gonna say that, and then we're not gonna unwrap that real quick like who the fuck said is, is, is like talking about his ass and Jim Ross just goes well it was Hunter and you just hear Conrad just go Ugh. because of course it was <laughs> of course it was who else would it possibly be come on but that's it, wrestling talk. Wrestling talk's done. Moving along, moving right along. Uh, we're not even going to talk about the Tallahassee police um, apparently st- confiscating a replica AEW title. Like, I don't even want to get into that shit. We've got something big to talk about. We're just going to steamroll past it. We're just going to move on because uh, we're just rolling here. Um, uh, it's, not my, it's not my point of discussion, so I will yield the floor to uh, whoever brought up, I believe it was you, Coran, who brought up this topic of discussion.
1: I'm going to kind of give myself away. So if anyone who works with me is listening to this, don't rat me out Uh, in my downtime at work and in my downtime at work. And while I'm listening or while I'm reading through resumes and stuff, I have uh, gone back and I'm listening to, because as much as we joke about it, we are legitimately committed to getting better.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, you've got committed, 203-something, 200-and-something episodes in our archive that are available to Tip Club members.
1: Um, but yeah, we uh, we are committed, and uh, we talked about where we discussed things that just weren't for us. Uh it comes out and we're discussing and it just it's one of the things that gets mentioned. It's like, yeah, we should talk about things that we were into that we kind of fell off on. Like, and we talk about how, like, yeah, that would be a great idea. We'll, we'll, we'll keep that one in the bank, but we've never talked about it and I listened to that last week and I was like, holy fucking shit. Yes, that's an idea we have to talk yeah. about. Yep. Um, so, you know, like, these are and I want to talk about, like, it's going to be a broader discussion. We're going to have a couple examples, but then it's going to lead into a makes fandoms fall off and what you can do to keep your like fans. like, you know, keep everything entertaining. Uh, these are things that like you were one point and then just like kind of fell off the bandwagon. Um, the example, I, the, the first thing came to mind with this and I've got great reasoning about like why, and if you've ever gone back and like, if you ever go back and watch it, uh, four, it is. And I still think it has probably one of the best pilot TV episodes of all time. Seasons are fucking perfect. It, you, you know, you get a feel for this town, you get a feel for the characters, and like, it just paints this picture and introduces you to this, like, world. And for the most part, happy. Um, but then, like,. I don't know if the showrunner left or what happened, but like at the end of season two, Earl goes to jail and then it just kind of becomes like, the longer it keeps going, the hokier it gets. And like season four at some points is like unwatchably bad. Uh, It just seems like it was this huge disservice to the fan base and everything. And then like, you know, it gets canceled with this. You find out the kid that Earl didn't think was his is actually his. And the the black kid who, you know, obviously Earl Junior was not actually Earl's. But uh, you know, everyone thought that Crab Man was his dad, Durrell. Find out he's not. And then like reading what was supposed to happen, it was gonna be like some celebrity. They were either eyeing Dave Chappelle or Little John to have like a yeah. few episodes then to come out as the father. It just sounded so fucking stupid and so far gone from what the original premise of the show was and for how it lost everything. I'm not going to say it was like, it wasn't like a smart comedy, but it was, it was a solid show for the first two seasons. And then it just like, they had to change like a main writer or a showrunner or something. Cause that show just shits the fucking
0: bed. Yeah. It it's a wall like bad. it's like it's a wall like a how i met your mother wall yeah yeah I said, I said it no i don't think either of us are arguing with you um i got one that kind of goes along uh with that where uh they made a cast change and it just like it stunk so bad And they made a cast change early on. And despite the fact that uh, the cast change was just terrible, uh, they kept going and they're still going. And it's like, it's, I don't know how anybody can stand it. It's not a TV show. It's a podcast called Talk Nerdy to Me. And I'm just kidding. No. Was and, it when Dr. yeah they had a guy with, you know, the, with this bitchin beard uh he had a bitchin beard it was great and then they changed it for this uh these other nerds that i don't like and no i'm just kidding um <laughs> my big my big uh example of this is and i got out like early on i was out at the end of season one i was done and that's lost because yeah. here's here's why is if you know me, you know that I can suspend disbelief for a lot. I mean, shit, I'm a pro wrestling fan. I can suspend disbelief. I can buy into the fact that an 80-year-old woman gives birth to a hand. I, I Whatever. Uh, <laughs> here's where I draw the line, is the last episode of season one where all of a sudden, Failed actor Matthew Fox starts having a known asshole, Matthew Fox, um starts having these flashbacks. For the first time you see this guy in every single one of his his like m- memories that are, are coming back to him, where he's like running up the side of a soccer stadium and stuff, and he sees this one guy sitting in the in the the stands and You know, he's he's just this one guy is recurring in all of his like, oh, yeah, I remember I did that. And they've been trying to get into the hatch, this hatch that they've found. And they open the hatch and the first thing they see is this dude on the ladder, like looking out. And it's the same guy that you only started to see in that episode in those flashbacks. They pull the hatch open and that guy's in there. And I just went, you got to be fucking kidding me. And I turned it off, and I was done with the show at that point. That was the stupidest thing I. I'm going to slightly. Seen.
1: I'm with you. Train early because uh, spoiler, it goes nowhere. Yeah. Uh, but season one of that show, I was like glued. And and I'll admit, I didn't watch it with when... all in the summer between season one and two. But I binged it like in maybe three or four days. Right. Season one is like the really great, uh, the JJ Abrams mystery box, yeah. um, formula of each episode, something else crazy comes out. And you're like, "Whoa, what? And then every time you get an answer, it's two more questions like that kind of thing. Like that worked beautifully in season one.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But halfway through season two is like, yeah, because it was just one of those, like, we're never going to get answers, and nope. the answers we get are never going to be satisfactory because they don't care about the answer. They just want you to be hooked on the question. Yep. And they kept that going right up till the end uh, when I, why, my my standard spoiler for everything is they all die at the end. Uh, and for once, I was right. Yep. Yeah. What a bunch of crap. <laughs> I accidentally ruined loss for my mom. Sorry. Ah. She was really excited to watch the finale. I was like, Mom, they're all, they're all going to die. Shut up. How do you know that? Like, Mom, just, they're, they're all dead. They're all going to die. Yeah, and then, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, oh, shit. Sorry, Mom. Go
0: ahead. Yeah, it wasn't being uh, serious,
1: but being serious. Uh, yeah. Um, but, uh, no. Yeah, that's... Uh, just, if you're on that train right now, just jump off. Cause yeah, it's just... It's going... Nowhere fast. Yeah. Uh, hurry. Uh, I think mine's going to throw people... All right. It's a show I... Started out as the biggest cheerleader for Bind. Um, from the moment they announced this, that this pilot was going to happen, uh, I was I was their biggest fan. Um, I had the distinction of going to a Dragon Con when I was one of them. Maybe a handful of people dressed as this character. Yes, I know Before this the one. next year, they were fucking everywhere. Yeah, you know where I'm going. I know exactly uh, where you're um, going. Two with superhero, and then the show just kept going zero. Uh, And it fucking hurts me to say this, but uh, but the first two seasons are great, and I will defend those. Everything season three onward, felt like they really weren't sure what they were doing, didn't really have a game plan, uh, and it became very clear they gave zero fucks about the source material. Uh, They were doing their own thing. And if you're into it, that's awesome. Good for you. The show lasted way longer than I thought it would. Uh, It launched a whole fucking universe on CW, so it's it's done better than I think anyone thought it would. But for me, really Arrow kind of... uh, around Season 2. Because after them, Season 3 literally stole the entire season storyline from Batman.
0: Yeah, Season 2 was awesome. And then it just kind of what got yeah, bad in a because
1: hurry because see right into season two like like they're they're i don't really consider them separate they're like they're still telling one big story yeah and then season three really, we're stealing stories from batman and we're throwing in like we went from you know the first couple seasons it's literally team arrow is three people it's arrow uh it's it's uh, Diggle. Yeah. And it's Felicity. Yep. And then by the end of season three, we're up to like five or six people in that arrow cave, and it's just like way too many main characters and Oliver Queen gets lost in his own show. Well and, dude. And, and, and. You can't
0: you can't have a superhero orgy with two dudes and a chick. Sure you can. I mean it would be weird, but I guess you could. Apple Tower. Oh god, anyway, no, uh, no. No, no. <laughs>
1: No, uh, I was going to say this, and I've kind of, too, but it's one of those shows where, and don't get me wrong, I still watch it every week, but I, I won't lie. There's been a few seasons where it's mostly been out of obligation. It's like, oh, shit, I haven't watched Arrow in like a month. I should go get caught up. Oh, like Supernatural. Um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It's doing its own thing, and that's great. And if you're a fan of what they're doing, all the more power to you. Uh, again, it outlasted you know any expectation I thought this. I thought the show would be done way before now. Um, and I'm I, I'm excited and interested to see where it's going. Uh, we have a shortened eight leading into the uh, the giant crossover, which I'm I'm pumped for. Um, it's still the best DC live action stuff you'll find anywhere. Uh, Suck it, DC director, whatever it's called. DC Universe Online, whatever. Um, But yeah, I haven't enjoyed the show. Every time they they do something that I'm like, oh, hey, cool, they're doing some comics. Like 30 seconds later, it's like, oh, but okay, we're just name dropping.
0: Yeah, lame. Yeah, uh,
1: again, it's never going to be the Ali Queen. I know it's own version of the character. And that's fine. The you know, DC does that with everyone. You know, there's a billion different, you know, multiverses you can explore. Different Avengers for characters. That's fine. But it's just my thing, and it, it hurts me to say that.
0: No, I know how much you love it, and uh, I mean, you got me hooked into it, and yeah, I was, yeah, I was fine. like all in for the first two seasons, and then I, I drifted away in season three. I can't lie. Um, and yeah, I, alone. I, I became uh, like a very. Um, random episode. Like I was not consistent with it at all because I just, I just stopped enjoying it. Um, but I have season one and two on Blu-ray because I think those are the best seasons. they uh, fantastic. Like they're, they're nearly perfect storytelling of the stories they're trying to tell. I think mm-hmm. some episodes of season one kind of drag a little bit, but they're telling the story that they want to tell very effectively. I love it. I uh, have them both. Uh, But, yeah, I I stopped after season two because I was like, yeah, this isn't fun anymore. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, it's like the first five seasons. Every time I think they
1: zag like and then that's been since even stuff like back in, you know, the first few seasons where it looked like they were going to turn Thea into a bad guy. And I was like, oh, she'd be that'd be awesome. You could have Merlin corrupt her and use her as yeah. a weapon, and then you know, like because she, she at that point didn't know that Arrow was her brother. so like there was a great you know, how many storylines can you play for of that where she hates Arrow but loves her brother and doesn't know they're the same person and like and then no, like by the end of that season, she's the new red arrow in the arrow cave. I'm like, oh okay. like guys, if you turn everyone into a superhero, your show's gonna get really boring really quick. <clears throat> That's um, like uh, that what way. happened? Um, and what happened did the show get really boring yeah really it did like literally and, and even like every time i think they're gonna go one way i'm like oh yeah good for them they either ruin it or go the opposite direction because at the end of oh god like season five or something they all blur together um <laughs> they 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 got rid of a lot of dead weight and and we were literally back to just original team arrow uh at the start of season six i think it was back to just um oliver felicity and diggle
0: how dare you like, call roy cousin. harper uh dead weight
1: well roy harper had it fallen <laughs> on his sword uh yeah to, he really you know, sacrificed yeah. they, they wrote him out of the show but he was still around yeah he um, came back too get, so yeah but i was like great we're back to back to basics back to what the show was supposed to be cool and then they literally started that season with Oliver, you need a team behind you. Let's recruit new Team Arrow. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? No! yeah, That's wrong. Uh, so yeah, we spent <laughs> like five episodes recruiting new Team Arrow, and I'm like, oh great, a bunch of Gamora characters I don't give a shit about.
0: Man, at, uh, at some like, point, they're going to run out of superheroes to recruit, and uh, <laughs> mine, Condiment Man, is going to finally get his time to shine. Captain Condiment? Because yeah. he's an DC character. God damn dang it. No condiment man. Uh, like, okay, here's what condiment man is. Tell me if, uh, they've, they, if this is the same thing. So, uh, what he can do is he makes finger guns and, uh, whatever finger he's using as like the barrel, uh, that's a different condiment that shoots out of a finger. And so he's uh, like, he's like at a baseball game and he's like, Oh, it's uh, the, 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 the pump is out of ketchup. Guess what? Not for me. And he makes like the little finger gun and you know, or he's like, oh, I like mustard on mine. Oh, there you go. Hey, um, Google
1: condiment king real quick. Fucking
0: bitch. I'm going to be so mad. Because, uh, if this is... This is some
1: very interesting, uh, uh, parallel thinking.
0: Uh, I'm going to be friggin' pissed off if... Uh, okay, but he was for the Batman animated series. He makes the, uh, Okay, no, he, like, he has it out of, like, a, okay, he picks it out of, no, like, mine is, like, it's internal. Oh, it's just, like, it's
1: a superpower? Yeah, okay. like, this
0: guy's got a gun, which, like, that's, that's pretty yeah. close, but, like, yeah, all he has, all he has to do is think about it, and then, like, he, he, each finger is a different condiment that he can shoot out, uh, so if it's, like, oh, man, it's Thanksgiving, and, and, you know, dipshit Uncle Jeff forgot the gravy, and he's just, like, I got some. And it just comes just out like. Seriously,
1: the, out of his own body. Yeah, like. Gravy, out of the ring finger. Okay,
0: yeah. yeah, ring That's finger. That's not ring.
1: gross at all. On yeah. his
0: right hand, he's just like, I brought it. And he just fills it up. Like, I think it would be awesome. Like, someone's trying to run away, and he's like, oh, yeah. And he splashes gravy on the ground, and the guy says, Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he can't. Like that. He can't use like uh, he can't use like trademark sauces. Like he can't do like Arby's uh, okay. sauce or like Zach sauce. It's Zach's like ketchup. Sauce. It's catsup. Yeah. Well, no, no. He can use ketchup because ketchup's not like a brand, but like he can't do like Arby's sauce because that's you know they have a trademark. They've got the secret oh, okay. formula. He can't do like Zaxby's Zach sauce because that's a trademarked thing. But oh yeah, he can he can spray the shit out of some ketchup, some mustard, <laughs> some barbecue, just generic barbecue sauce. Pfft, done. Having ribs, bring him over. Pfft, he saves your cookout, man condiment man
1: so the show hasn't gone that far yet
0: but, uh. <laughs> we ready to uh re- ready to make your show go off the rails at any point
1: they, they did have ragman on oh, team God. At one point.
0: maybe all yep. rag woman, but yeah sure uh,
1: got <laughs> uh, yeah. it. yeah. Every time I think they're going to go a certain direction, it makes me excited they end up fucking that up or ended up going in the exact opposite direction I wanted them to. So it's, it's I'm going to love anything because it's a character I love and will continue to love, even if I don't have comic books to read about that character.
0: Well, sorry, not, No, it's seen. cool. Like, um, just, so, yeah, we are passionate about it. It's cool. I got one more.
1: I kind of want to talk about. Yeah, do it. Flanagan already kind of touched on it. Oh, sweet. I think I have this one. I really think this is just the the perfect example for this. Um, and I, I, Peacock, you just nailed it. I think all three of us could say this, and it's probably not the last time this is going to get mentioned when we move into the discussion. Is and I was like legitimately actually talking about this last night. I I think if they'd gone with Eric Kripke's initial five season idea for Supernatural. Uh it would be topping like it would be in like the same vein as like uh not Firefly, but like it would be on it like it would be on What Culture and like watch Mojo List and all that kind of bullshit as like one of the greatest shows you never watched. I yeah, think, like Firefly. Yeah. <laughs> uh I think uh I, I think now it's just kinda limped the to fuck it, whatever. Because of the fucking hot topic fan base for the show.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah the merchandising. That's exactly right. And, and
1: all of that shit has kept this show going for years longer than it probably should have like yeah, way too long my friend Melanie's watching it right now and uh he said like she's like i can't get through season 12 she just well there can't do it man. so everything after oh. season five is
0: bullshit and i was what was he yelling from the other side of the room everything after season five is bullshit
1: I, uh, I don't begrudge them for extending the show past five seasons. I don't hate season six. Like, the idea they had for season six I thought was kind of cool. But a, a perfect ending point for a show called Supernatural would have been season 13. True. When that. everyone...
0: you. You know, you know that when that show, like the week that it goes off the air, like for good, uh, we are going to do as part of a topic on the show that week um, things that have, like, things that have happened since Supernatural has been on the air. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because we're going to just start a laundry list of like things that weren't things before Supernatural and things that like weren't a thing until Super. Like we're going to start doing a list of all the all that shit. And uh, it's going to be the number one mind.
1: song on the radio. In yeah. 2000- oh, my God yeah like Whatever. when
0: it started, yeah like we're gonna do all of that, like number one at the box office was this uh number when one, I was
1: a sophomore in college, yeah,
0: like it's we're going to uh we're gonna do a little throwback because that's the last show from the w b network that's still on the air, Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure half of the people that just heard that are like, what the fuck is the WB? Number? I
1: remember being nervous when they got bought out. I was like, I hope Supernatural makes the jump right? from WB.
0: And now it's the last one. Little did I know. And now I'm like, just kill it already. Yeah, just let it die, for the love of God. So, uh, yeah, we're going to do... Timber 2005. Yeah, so oh, we're going to... 2005, like, okay. Like, this is what happened in... <laughs> so Timber two, 2005. Yeah, so we're going to do, like, a time capsule from when that show started. And just, you will realize... What has changed in the world since that show started? I can't wait for that.
1: Oh. Perfectly into our larger topic. How not to become that?
0: Yeah, how to avoid uh, losing all your fan base and being shitty.
1: I've got three... Three big uh, cornerstones, I guess I would call them. All right. How to keep fan attention. And I've got examples of how it's gone wrong. Okay. Um, so I'll just go with, really, my example for this one was Supernatural. But yeah. you have to keep things fresh. Mm-hmm. You've got to keep things new and, and, and inject new blood into the series after so long, um, which is, for me, why I jumped off Supernatural, because I can't tell you how many friggin' seasons, I went through the Brother A sacrificed himself to save Brother B, so Brother B brought Brother A back from whatever they were, but is it really the same
0: Brother A that came back? Oh, and then they fight, and they split up for five Mm -hmm. episodes, and then they get back together Mm -hmm. because they're both hunting the same thing, and then they have a fight. They have a physical fight, and then they realize that uh, they're better together than they are apart, and then the last five episodes of the season is they regroup and fight the big bad. They win, yeah. but then that causes another ripple where something even yeah, the, worse comes season, along.
1: Yeah, this season, brother B. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's your sacrifices formula. Sacrifices Brother other A. Hold on, hold on. Isn't it like, is it season three or season four where they do the fight and break up thing, and then literally at the end of the next episode, they're like, well, we got to see this together through the end. And It's just like. I think that was season three. when they had to yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I know. But I mean, I understand it was a shortened season. It was just one of those things where like. Even that early on into the series, I like rolled my fucking eyes.
0: Well, it's a cheap and easy tactic when you have two people who they're written as. It's like, you know, that you got the buddy cop and they have to have a fight and they have to have a falling out. It's just like. Uh, You know, the very end of the second act of a comedy movie is the dramatic sad part where you think that, oh, maybe stuff's not going to work out and it's not funny. And then the third act is really, really funny and everybody realizes, oh, we're better together than we're not. They do that. They follow that same tired formula every damn season.
1: Yeah, that's right jumped off, it's just like, look, I, it's it's the same thing every season. Uh, yeah, and yeah, 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 we forgot to say at some point in there, Bobby or the ghost of Bobby, we'll call them idiots. Yep. Um, characters, I really do. But it, it's, it's even when they do dare to do something bold, like killing Bobby. see the ghost of bobby was back
0: it doesn't last yeah which is okay here's here's the poll topic that we need on the on the show because we used to do those polls all the time in which Mm -hmm. universe does death mean less comic books or supernatural Mm -hmm. because that's pretty much the same like you can just basically unless Mm -hmm. here's here's the only difference though uh in supernatural death is only final if you're a female Uh, because they kill chicks in that show all the damn time. And, uh, in the comic book world, no matter what your gender, you'll come back.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah. Death is completely. Broken.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, hell Marvel did a storyline like two years ago. Literally that was, Hey, the superheroes broke time. Uh, literally they, they broke. It was a thing. Now, because uh, they kept they kept going back in time and they literally broke time. That was how they uh, re surround for. But then the last, what's what's you going to sing about? <laughs> <laughs> the what's, bacon.
0: Yeah, yeah. There you go. Andrew
1: crisp cheddar thousand. Island. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I was going to say same, what's same. what's going to punish? It's almost the same, same universe, but then. Yeah, yeah it's
0: slightly to the left. <laughs> Slightly.
1: So you've got to keep uh, shows that last the test of time. Find ways to add things that are new to keep the show fresh, uh, so that it isn't just like you said. It's not because TV shows are always going to be somewhat formulaic, right? Um, Even shows like Seinfeld, which was like the show about nothing, still had a formula.
0: It did. That's Uh, true.
1: Um. Uh, always Sunny in Philadelphia, I think, is a great example finding ways to keep things new. Because uh, you know it's going to be – the gang gets into some crazy shenanigans yeah. and then it may or may not figure it out by the end of the episode. And we're not going to talk about it after this, um, usually.
0: If you want but to see a – if you want to watch one episode of It's Always Sunny this week, if it's like you're the one thing you want to watch, watch the episode of uh, The Gang Goes On. I think it's called Family Fight. It's like their Family Feud knockoff, and holy balls! That episode is so damn funny. Like the the big reveal, like the big payoff joke, is just so damn funny. That uh, it's so brilliant in its simplicity that it's so damn funny. Shows you can
1: take those characters and throw them into any situation. You know, it's a fresh episode. Because uh, you're watching it because of those characters and their relationship with each other. So literally, any scenario you can think of, you just take the gang and throw them in that situation. You know, the comedy unfold. Times you can bring your brother, back to purgatory or hell. Yeah. Whatever thing we made sure. up for the show this week. No, there's only so many monsters based on. Remember back in like the first few seasons when it was all based on like urban
0: legends. Gosh, those were the good old days.
1: And then angels came in, and it suddenly was all about a apocalypse, and and
0: and I'm even you know, okay Castile with that taking
1: over heaven. And like,
0: and then that's where I start to lose it. Mm-hmm.
1: And then we had a really cool bad guy who was who had taken over hell for a while, but eventually yeah. we we liked him, and so he became a good guy. So we had to have a bigger bad for our big bad.
0: Yep. And then they brought in that dork from Revenge of the Nerds. I was on the... Uh, uh, Keith Carradine. Uh No, it was uh, uh, Curtis Armstrong. Booger! Yeah, Booger. Who wouldn't do the... Uh, who, yeah. That one year that he was at LexCon, he made my shit list because he wouldn't say, we've got Bush. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. we VIPs. Very
1: important.
0: I still... Uh, I still hold a grudge against him. Um, Okay, man. Someone had to take Yeah, someone had to take Kane Hodder's place. (laughs) Yeah, what an asshole. I was like, hey, man, can you do the line? We've got Bush for a podcast. And he's like, (laughs) no. Just flat out like, no, no. I was like, motherfucker, I would have paid you. No. (laughs) Fine. The the Japanese guy was better anyway. Damn. Sorry, go ahead. They didn't even bring him back. No, oh, they wanted him back, but they settled for Booger. <laughs> wow. Dick. Okay. <laughs> on this week's episode of Sore Spots. Uh, <laughs>
1: weird thing, Catherine Flann holds a grudge again. Yeah, we could do a whole episode. We'll about have Scott Costa here to tell you all about Liv Tyler. Oh, God. Let's, <laughs> oh, oh, oh,
0: hold on. Shit. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Like you, uh, oh, okay. You're 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 gonna laugh. Hold on, hold on, hold yeah. on. Uh, if this works, uh, and I, I think it might. Hold on. Um, you say that, but. You? <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Human being respiratory systems don't work that way. I think I have part, is part of it. in the book. But oh no, we Oh god! Is this the audience? Yeah, he's talking about. Uh, Let's <laughs> talk about something else. Because he has to. Is this the Martian? But when he
1: exhales, the seal breaks on the pony bottle.
0: He's going off on the sidewalk.
1: Yeah, we'll have him on the show. and We'll do that. Yeah. But hey, if you're at Scarefest and <laughs> you can run into Scott Cox. Ask him about the Martian. Hold on. Where's?
0: Oh, wait, someone, someone's like, ask about Liv Tyler. I, I had no idea. Why is there a crane? Why is there a crane on the road? <laughs> he's he's pitching about a crane. No, no, no. The only reason for that crane is because he has to put the You put the quarter in, you got to listen to the whole. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you put the quarter in, you've got to play the whole song on the jukebox. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I thought, so, I, yeah, I, I thought I had the Liv Tyler speech, but apparently I don't. On the show. Better, better audio quality. yeah that's my bad sorry
1: keep, sorry keep things fresh is number one yeah. uh number two meet expectations uh, and I've got a very recent uh, example of it. if if you're a new show and you've sold your show on a certain concept or if you're a returning show and you worked because of a certain concept it's good to make sure you continue to meet expectations the I mean deliver on what you promised is another way to put this yeah. Me and Whitney started watching Carnal Row a couple days later. Um And the first three episodes I was in, I was like, this is awesome. This is, and it still has some of the, the best building I've seen in a fantasy show in a very long time. Uh, Eat it bright, Great. I, I loved everything about it. I love the world. I love the characters. I, I had a million questions like in a good way to, like, you know, backstory in the history and like, all flashback where it fills in all kinds of those questions like oh man this is great and then so the next several episodes were about the mystery solving thing that was not the mystery i thought they were going to be solving and the character relationships were not the ones you think they are from the trailers and we're two episodes away from finishing it and i kind of don't care anymore uh i'll finish it because it's me but like i'm not in any rush to finish it because Meet expectations or deliver on what I feel like it was selling from the trailers. At least not a past a few episodes in. But that's you know, if, you're, if you're selling a show about we'll use our favorite example: two brothers on the road hunting monsters. Yeah. <laughs> make sure you incorporate that every week. It's two brothers on the road hunting monsters, uh, uh, and you know, make sure you deliver that. But also, rule number one: keep it fresh.
0: Well, I think I, I think uh, part of it is I think it can be boiled down to the word consistency. Like, mm-hmm. okay, here's mm-hmm. a perfect example. Here's, here's a, a show that did it right versus a show that did it wrong. If you pull an episode uh, from season one or two of Seinfeld, and then you pull a, an episode from season eight or nine, yeah, like, you know, it's updated a little bit, And the storylines might be a little bit, you know, better developed or the writing might be a little bit sharper or whatever. Like the characters have found their groove at that point. But there's not like a huge jarring difference. Like you can tell that they fit together. You can tell that it's the same show. Take an episode from season one or two of Supernatural and then look at season 12 or nine. And it's like, what the hell happened? like how did we get from there to there it's just it's it's consistency not only episode to episode but then season to season very true so i think that's a that's a big uh, kind of going hand in hand with what you said is uh, like yeah you don't expect- Oh, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, no, you're good. Like, you don't expect every episode to be exactly the same, but you expect them to have the same kind of feel or approach or, you know, general feeling about them should be pretty similar.
1: I, uh, I do want to, like kind of piggyback on what John said about like consistency and all that. And one of my other, uh, one of the points I really wanted to bring up was, you know, like change with the times and all that, blah, 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 blah. And like kind of like roll with the punches that happen on your show. And like, if there's anything behind the scenes or anything like that and the best example I can think of, and honestly, I think it has thrived and been better since it changed networks, I, I'm probably the only one of the three of us that watches this, but I think American Dad has yeah. has benefited so much from moving off of Fox. And with its time all the time, if anything had to get, like, bumped, it was always the one getting, like, you know, if an NFL game goes into overtime, American Dad's not airing, we'll throw it on at 9.30 instead or some bullshit like that. Like, it has... And it was one of those things where TBS picked it up to give it 10 more episodes. They they were finishing out the season and it was done going into their fifth season on TBS now because they've been able to adapt and roll with the punches and change their product for the better because of that change. Uh, How you keep or even bring in like, cause I was kind of out of it when it was on Fox. I was kind of like, all right, it's done, whatever. Then I heard it was moving to TBS and most season hit Hulu or Netflix or whatever the fuck it was at the time. So I sat down and like, I just decided to like catch up with it. Like this is much better than this has been in years. So it's like, it's weird that like scrubs is the perfect example. Uh, it got moved to ABC, and it, it did not thrive. A yeah. lot of that had to do with yeah. the network yeah. and not the show itself. Yeah, as much profanity. They couldn't be as dirty. They had to basically take a show for, what, seven seasons? Yep. Seven seasons that had been kind of been able to, like, not push the envelope, but they had been able to keep on par with other NBC shows at the time on levels of profanity and, like, sex comedy and all that kind of stuff he's like, by the way, we're going to be more family friendly. And Scrubs was just telling.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, the Todd so. had to leave his banana hammocks at home. One wants that. And season eight was, was a struggle until like the last three episodes, like the last three episodes of season eight are like genuinely perfect. But other than that, season eight is a bit of a tough road to hoe.
1: You know, like those are those that changed networks. Uh those two and Futurama which I can uh, Fox Run was so good. Oh my gosh, the Fox Run was so good. Yeah. The comedy Central Run happened. Um but you know, if I think about shows changing networks and either thriving or failing our American dad thrived,
0: but it wasn't their fault. Yeah, it, it wasn't. They tried their best. to derail, what John. What, what was
1: your third thing? Fly and go.
0: No, no, no. I just said with what they had, they did their best. No,
1: yeah, yeah derail. That's fine, man. No. Uh, Pillars so to my left. Last- My last point for for holding fans' attention, Um, said than done, I understand that. But if you're at a point where you have an entire room of people writing for a show, uh, you should be able to come up with the ways to do this. Give answers, but keep the mystery. Again, easier said than done. Um, This is actually not where you think I'm going. Sinister fantastic movie great little horror gem if you haven't seen it uh one of those movies that were legitimately the entire time i'm watching the movie i felt creeped out not necessarily like scared but like creeped out um really cool lore really cool to it um that lawnmower scene holy shit um i was super pumped for sinister two and then while watching Sinister 2, I was like, I'm not really digging this. I can't quite put my finger on why. And then I sat and thought about it for a while. And, and my problem with Sinister 2 is it answered every question, which is great, but it answered every question I had. Um, the first movie I was really um, the, the antagonist of of the movie and wanted to know more about his lore and his mythology and that kind of stuff. So I was really excited when the second movie started filling in some of those gaps and then it just kept going and going and going. It's like, okay, you know what? The mystery is gone. I'm not really intrigued anymore. I'm just kind of bored because I already know exactly what's going to happen now. Um, Another great thing um, ruined by not knowing too much about them, two characters. And captain Jack Sparrow. Amazing characters when they're kept in in shadows and in mystery. You don't know a lot about them, and you want to know more. Terrible when we just reveal everything about them. Uh, I, it's why I refuse. Go ahead, sorry.
0: I was to say, no, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh, I can give you another one to add on to that um, with the addition of Rob Zombie, Michael Myers. Yeah. Uh, Michael Myers with a, you know, faceless unknown like why is he coming after me I don't know it could happen to anybody and then when you get the backstory that he's just a white trash kid with uh abusive with an abusive alcoholic father he becomes a lot less like generic like like overall menacing and it's just like oh he's just a white trash kid okay
1: yeah uh those characters are great again when you don't know a lot about them when you're kind of kept in the dark. Like Hannibal Lecter is a perfect example. He's you know, Silence of the Lambs is like two hours and twenty minutes. Hannibal Ledger's in maybe fifteen minutes of the entire movie.
0: Yeah, he's not yeah, he's much. the
1: thing you talk about when you leave because he steals every scene he's in.
0: He got an Academy Award for uh, like the least amount of screen time. Yeah. No one's ever going to beat that. He won He won an Academy Award for working for like eight minutes.
1: And then we turn around and make an entire movie about that character, Hannibal. Man. And it hurts me to say this because I love uh, Ridley Scott, but that movie sucks. Yep. And it's boring because when he's the protagonist, doesn't work. No. He's not in the shadows. He's the in- same with Captain Jack Sparrow in Pirates 1 is... Literally that's his whole character is no one knows what his deal is. No one knows if they really know him or not. Because he tells different answers to everybody and in every story you've heard about him, if he didn't create you know, come up with that story, he's embellished it over the years. Like he lives in the myth that he's created for himself. And then each subsequent movie on to the point where the last movie that came out he got and his, his his weird bones and his hair and like that that's that's the kind of detail of the character we've gotten into now. Now we know where he got all his stuff.
0: Yeah, dumb, bored. Like so those
1: are my three rules: uh, keeping your audience engaged and keep them coming back. It, keep things fresh, uh, meet the expectations, and give answers, but keep the mystery. Uh, again, I Lost Season 1 I thought did a good job They introduced a question and, and it might take a couple episodes But we'll kind of give you an answer to it But that answer is going to lead to A couple more questions You know, keep things going uh, But Again, trying to stretch that out over Five or six seasons
0: Jeez. No, until they open yeah, the damn hatch
1: yeah, and it gets to the point where the answers have to feel like they're worth the trip we took to get them. Yep. Otherwise, we just feel like, oh, that's that's really that's it. Okay, fuck you guys.
0: Dumb. I could. How well, many then,
1: seasons trying to figure that out? Yeah.
0: Then you get to the point where the fans are like, well, I could have written it better than that, and you have um, that. That's how fan theories uh, became a big thing. Was because <laughs> people, professional writers, wrote crappy predictable stories disappointing stories and uh fans thought they could do it better I mean more often yeah. than not they're wrong but cuz we'll we'll do oh. a uh, we'll do a just an opinion piece on fan fiction at some point because I feel like there's a lot to unwrap there but
1: yeah because you've also got the thing now where because of the internet you because you of a um but uh Westworld.
0: Ah yeah another
1: fantastic example. Uh it, it, it kept you guessing as to the mystery and that's one of the things we're like I love watching Whitney watch it because she, Whitney's sharp and, and she will get ahead of a plot really quick because she considers watching a show to be a competition between yeah. her and the writers.
0: Okay. I have a um, wait, random question. I have a, yes. I have a question. My hand is up in the back. What does she yes. not consider a competition? Very good comment. Uh, <laughs> no, you're right. You're right.
1: Uh, but if she can't figure out where the plot's going or if she, if it's a mystery, doesn't figure out the you know, mystery before they tell you what the thing is, she gets upset. Like she's, she's that kind of competition.
0: I, I said so, that. Westworld, I'm not saying that. as a yeah. way. I mean, I mean that, I mean that in the best way. Westworld, she's figured out a lot of stuff. She really
1: has. And I don't think she's finished season one yet, but she's she's very sharp. She's very on it. She's good at, at seeing where things are going. But there's one thing she hasn't guessed yet.
0: They're because all dead. the show dead. does a really good
1: job of, about not telegraphing this until it happens, and then you're just like, whoa, wait, what?
0: They're all dead.
1: I, I won't say what it is, because yeah. if you haven't watched season one of Westworld, you need the show show uh, and the big... I won't say twist, but big reveal is beautifully crafted. It's like a a good magician. Uh, And it it immediately makes you want to go back and rewatch everything up to that point. Like how the hell did I still has not guessed it yet, but that's a great example of of
0: keeping the mystery. Uh, Random also side question Mm -hmm. Uh, just about magicians, because you brought up magicians. Mm -hmm. Uh, if a good magician never reveals his tricks, how do they get new magicians?
1: What a chlorine count.
0: It's uh, it's just another, and this has been another installment of things that keep captain Chris up at night. <laughs> a new segment on talk nerdy to me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, no, don't tell her that I, I said that about her. Or she'll punch me in the face. Um, uh, no, like, yeah, Westworld, a fantastic show, by the way. Can I just say that I can't recommend that enough? Mm-hmm. I uh, I got it on sale. I, I caught season one on sale, like, on a really good sale. Uh, I think the, mm-hmm. the 4K Blu-ray DVD set was, like, $18 on Amazon at one point. It was, like, friggin' the most dirt cheap I've ever seen, something like that. So I got it. I blind bought it, like, having not. No knowing that like some people thought it was great, but not seeing like the social buzz that a lot of other shows have. My God, it blew me away. Great show. Uh, I have uh, I have an example of uh, yes, uh, a show that does it wrong but I can't go into a lot of detail because, because, uh, Coran is watching it right now. <laughs> uh, and I, I don't want to be that guy, but I'm just saying, uh, if you've seen Bates motel, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, the decision that they make, uh, is quite honestly, one of the dumbest, most unnecessary, did I say dumbest twist <laughs> air quotes twist that a television show has ever done that I have ever seen? And I want you to know if I could if I could quantify how much television that I've actually watched in my life, like going way back to being a youngin', like I've watched more TV than probably anybody needs to for several lifetimes already, and I'm only in my thirties. And this still stands out as the dumbest, most pointless, you know, twist for the sake of twist, or like, I don't want to say twist, but event for the sake of a a shocking event happening Mm -hmm. that I've ever seen that served zero purpose for the show, served zero purpose for the characters, other than to just try and be edgy and controversial and like, look at what we did. And it turned me off the show completely. It was horrible. I cannot stress that enough. Faith's motel. You know what you did get in the corner. <laughs> you are on timeout. You know why I can't tell you why because Coran hasn't seen it yet. And you're lucky. Because if he had seen it, we would both be yelling at you. I guess we're going to yell about this in
1: like a month or so.
0: We will. Go to your room. (sighs) Yeah. um, And I know it's a a delicate balance. Like, I know that, uh, you know, storytelling and script writing is is an art form, and it takes a lot of talent to do it right. The problem is we too often see it done not right. And unfortunately that seems to be the times where the show gets like a ton of hype and it becomes like, like when it's done right, breaking bad when it's done wrong, how I met your mother. It's, it's a, it's like some shows just excel at it and do great at it. Um, The walking dead does a bad job. Uh, The Sopranos did a great job. So it's uh, Archer does a great job. And Archer, Archer is one of those weird ones where it's like, you read the premise and you're like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever, there's no way they're going to make it work. And it's so great. And you're like, my God, like they're like, at this point, they're just showing off. Like that it's almost like they call up some, you know, somebody and, and are like, Hey, give us a really weird premise and we'll make it work. And they always do Archer. Fantastic. They do it right. Uh, Bob's burgers. They do it right. Bob's burgers is hilarious and uh, cons- consistently great. And, you know, just one of the funniest cartoons I've ever seen Um, more often than not, uh, you know, a classic example, I didn't watch it, uh, but based on popular opinion, uh, True Blood, shit the bed. You know, it's, uh, it's, it is, it is an art form and it's like that meme that says either, uh, you die young enough to be a hero or you live long enough to be you know, a villain. The villain. Yeah. Where it's like the show, like sometimes a show either like, you know, falls under the weight of its own popularity and expectations or, you know, the writers get, or somebody gets like too much freedom to just kind of like, let's just fuck it up and let's just go crazy and see what happens. And, you know, they don't stay true to the show Bible and, You know, uh, Weeds was one that they did it poorly, where the first, like, two and a half seasons of Weeds is amazing. It's great, great storytelling, great pacing, fun characters. And the other five seasons just shit the bed, like, bad. Um, And don't even get me started on their theme song, because that theme song is probably the worst I've ever heard in television history. Um, (laughs) That song's terrible. But uh, it's it's weird because it's like you can pull like really, really strong examples of shows that work great and then shows that just don't. And it does really boil down to, you know, just be consistent with who you are and, you know, retread just enough to stay familiar. But, you know, uh, don't retread to the point where you're just repeating yourself and, and stay fresh enough to, to keep interest. And, uh, you know, don't tip your hand way too early. Like you're right. Those three pillars are exactly it. That's how you make great television. I'll tell you a great example of one that's doing it right now. And it's not too late to jump on the bandwagon with me, uh, better call Saul even if you didn't care about, and you don't care about breaking bad whatsoever. And you like, here's the best compliment that I can give better call Saul. And this should tell you how great of a show it is. Even though you know where it's going and you know, the main character's fate, because it's a prequel during the show, you just wish the entire time better for him. And you, you're so invested in him being better than you know how he ends up, that it's equal parts heartbreaking, but just awe-inspiring to watch unfold. And they've done a masterful job of weaving into the established story of Breaking Bad. But also, if you're not big into Breaking Bad and you you don't really like you don't remember a whole lot or you never really watched it it's still such a compelling story and they they do such a great job that you can pick it up and watch it and be blown away by how great it is. And it's, it's about to start its fifth season and the final season. And they're at the point where if you liked breaking bad, but you haven't jumped on better call Saul yet, you can right now. And it is the perfect time. Uh, you can get caught up with everything. And like, I, like I, it, it breaks my heart that, that breaking bad was such a cultural phenomenon and better call Saul got none of that rub and like nobody's watching it because it's arguably it's better than breaking bad and nobody's watching it. And that breaks my heart because there's enough shit TV that people watch that this show deserves so much better. And to AMC's credit, like they are letting, they're letting the show, like all of the, uh, the, the staff, like they're letting everybody tell that story all the way out that they want. Like they're, they're letting them do it, even though, you know, it's, it's, it did, it did not get the, uh, the response that breaking bad did for whatever reason. And that's my soapbox I'm done yeah. that's my heartfelt pitch to for everybody to watch better call Saul.
1: sleepy so, think you kind of covered it with your points uh, I mean it's just there are and I mean you know I'm sure see that goes on behind the scenes and I'm sure a lot of it is feel like there are and producers and all that but at the end of the day there's someone from a, uh, a corporate suit coming down and telling these people what they have to do and how they have to do it and blah 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 but I do feel like you know there's uh, and you're, you're both actually going to get this I feel like there are more Vince McMahons in the world than just Vince McMahon ah. there are writers who are writing for an audience
0: of one more often than not hey we do the show for one sometimes I get into business for <laughs> myself sometimes uh, but yeah, I mean, there's
1: so much you can do to keep an audience engaged and
0: up, oh, guys, just don't fuck it up. Don't fuck the things we love. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, you know, there's it's Resident Evil six, that game's fucking trash. Yeah, it's pretty shit. Um, there's one thing that we can do to keep our audience engaged because we're not so blind to to, to know that this can't be a meta topic. Um, and the one thing that we can do to keep the show fresh and to keep our listeners listening is, uh, so that about wraps it up for this episode (laughs) of talk nerdy to me. We're done for this week. I'm pretty sure. And, uh, so next week, We will have uh, our final, this will be the go-home show before Scarefest, before ScaryCon. So we'll have another Scarefest wrap-up, and we'll have a couple more topics. Uh, Maybe I will recover from the uh, abysmal showing in Fantasy Movie League this week that I had. Uh, Who knows? Uh, Fourth place, my ass, but whatever. (laughs) Whatever going to bounce back this week. I'm already eyeing picks. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, it chapter two is a Friday, Saturday, Sunday split. So hmm. choose wisely. It's your, uh, your little insight that I saw while I was, uh, planning out my, my Cineplex this week. Uh, I was doing that today and they've split it. So, uh, with that, you know, we'll, uh, we'll see you guys next week. And, um, Uh, We'll see you at Scarefest and Imaginarium Con and all that stuff. But until then, we'll say what we always say here on Talk Nerdy to Me, and that is I'll say, obi John and Koran, thank you for a great show and thank you for being a friend. And we'll say the same to our listeners, and we'll see you back here next week on Talk Nerdy to Me.